Hey there, this is General Mike the General Zod at um, Baltimore Comic Con, and I'm here with Arcia Ruzagar, uh, artist extraordinaire, um, and uh, we're here to talk about his work. So, first of all, thank you for talking to me. Thank you for having me. And, uh, you know, one of the things, like, you know, I was, we were walking by his booth, and one of the things that kind of drew me to even his booth is the fact that he's, he's, uh, he, he's made these excellent uh, children's books about the uh, Shananama, which I always pronounce incorrectly, but <laughs> it's, um, and, you know, being, uh, being someone of, uh, of Iranian persuasion also, I mean, it immediately drew me in. So, so why don't you tell me about your work? Well, uh, I was born in Tehran, Iran, and I grew up in the States here. And Just like me. <laughs> growing up here, there really, as you could probably uh, relate, there's nothing that really properly reflected Iranian or Persian culture the mm -hmm. right way. It was either really misrepresented, like grossly misrepresented, or it was really racist. It was one or the exactly. other. So there was nothing that, you know, as a, a young Iranian American boy growing up in the States, there was nothing I could, like, you know, cling to that I could feel like a sense of attachment to. Flash forward a few years later, I, I, I did comic book work. I was a pro comic creator, and I thought, you know, why not use all the things that I've learned as a pro comic creator and do a kid's book or, or uh, some sort of graphic book that properly represents uh, Persian culture, and uh, that's what spawned the books. The, um, you know, like I think about, like, you know, because the, the only other really major, like, actually really, really major Iranian work that I can think of is Persepolis. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that's obviously a very different kind of subject matter. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the um, I, one of the things that I could ask is, do you feel like your, um, you know, your, your, Persian up, uh, your, your Persian background, your upbringing really does, like, um, it does uh, kind of um, really color, for lack of a, no pun intended, but color your work? Um, you, you can't help but, but put it in there. And, and honestly, to, when I created this book, I wanted to make a point that the, that Persian identity was properly represented. Uh -huh. So it was very intentional in a way to get that into the work itself. Okay, okay. And, I, and I'm guessing, uh, I'm going to wager a guess you and I had a pretty similar childhood, you know, being born in Tehran and, you know, neither of us have that. I'm assuming you moved here at a very young age. Yeah, I wasn't even two yet. I was, oh, uh, same with me. Yeah, yeah, and like the whole reason why, I'm, I'm going to bet, I'm not going to ask how old you are, but I'm going to bet you, you're probably staying in the U.S. for the same reason that I am. Yeah, you know, um, <laughs> my dad's an artist and singer and uh -huh. my mom's a free thinker, so... Uh, yeah, they kind of frowned on that yes, around so, the late 70s, early 80s. <laughs> so, you know, there's no way anybody can bully my dad. So instead of putting himself in a situation where there would be conflict and possibly uh, a negative outcome, he decided to, to bring the family here. And thankfully enough, I can do these books and nobody can say or do anything about it. I just need the book, but one of the great things about this country is that you can creatively express yourself however you want. Okay, okay. Well... It has been amazing talking to you today. It's, uh, I mean, you know, the, the the books look awesome. I bought a book. And um, is there anything else you want to, like, talk about any other projects or anything you want to plug? Well, uh, we have two books in the series right now, and there's a third book in the series called The Bravery of Gordofari that's about to come out uh, relatively shortly. In a few more months, it should be complete. We're in the, the, the final end of production. Um, we should wrap it up, and then uh, it'll be out 
early 2020 at the latest. Uh, and that's another tale from the Sean Hillman. It's about a heroine named Gordafried who who defends a fortress all by herself. It's a really cool uh, tale of empowerment and how you can, against all odds and uh, adversities, you can you can really step it up. And I can't wait till that comes out. And after that, there's some ideas rumbling around my head, but we'll see, I'll cross that bridge after we finish this third book. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, so if, uh, if possible, could you, um, you know, for a promo, could you uh, introduce yourself, just, you know, give a little, you know, like a sentence or so as to who you are, and then say you're listening to Below the Belt Show, and then end it with either something profound or snarky. Okay, hold on. I can't think of anything profound. You oh, that, spot like that. That's okay. Catchphrase. Uh, okay. But, um, you know, whenever you're ready. Okay. My name's Arcee Ruzigar, uh, creator of Shawnama for Kids. You're listening to Below the Belt. Awesome. Is <laughs> that okay? Okay. Speed. <laughs> hey there, this is Mike the General Zod, and I am here at Baltimore Comic Con. Zod? Well, Zod? General Zod. It's General my, Zod. my actual my actual last name has the well. Is it in it? In yeah, there somewhere? yeah, and that's and so I've been called the General Zod Pearl since then. It. I get it. I get it. Yes, and uh, so this is I am here at Baltimore Comic Con with an absolute legend, icon, oh, yes. and legend, legend, which I'm sure he is legend. so used to hearing oh, yes. by now. That and two dollars and seventy-five cents get me on the subway. There you go. And this is I'm here with Neil Adams with a yes, decades-long career illustrating. Um, I would say yes, pretty damn long. You're making me feel really old. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not trying to do that, but it's a uh, but you you've done some classic classic stuff. Like I've noticed that. Yes, yes. And you so have. do the people who come to the booth. They notice that. Why? Because it's all over the booth. Exactly. Exactly. It's terrible. The new stuff too. Mm-hmm. I like to focus on that. Okay. Well, why don't you tell me about like uh, you can either you can either tell me about the stuff you're most proud well, of. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll stuff. tell you what's got to happen is is that uh, we're doing a thing called Batman Ra's al Ghul, mm-hmm. and uh, fortunately, unfortunately for many people, fortunately for a very few few people, this story was 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 previewed if if you can you can read it I, I i do approve of you reading it really ought to read it but before it comes dead man and before it comes batman odyssey which almost none of you have read i mean you got to read it no some of you have read it it's long it's like 13 chapters uh, 25 pages it's 100 and 325 pages America- basically you need to get uh, batman odyssey and read it uh, i know reading that's hard yeah, reading you, is hard. You got to do it uh, because the the story continues from one series of books to another. It's actually a little adult in a weird way. Lots of punching and stuff, but but it's adult. It's like a de- it's like a Sherlock Holmes detective story. Okay. There's a lot to it, and it leads to a climax that's very significant and important. It has to do with the ecology. Has to do with the earth. Has to do with Things that we don't usually talk about in comic books. Right. No monsters. I just tie into a lot of Ra's al Ghul stories, I remember. At least, like, well, really yeah. classic ones. Yeah. Well, the thing about, the thing about Ra's al Ghul is uh, people don't really realize that it's a p- potential vehicle to tell lessons about the world, mm-hmm. whereas the Joker is not. Right. If you know what I mean. Uh, it's not a clown. He does serious stuff, and sometimes he's right and sometimes he's wrong. His only problem is that when he's right or wrong, he goes to violent methods to achieve his ends, which is not a good idea. 
uh, and Batman will tell you this, that you know, even if you have a good end, you don't go around killing people just to achieve that end. So the point of the whole story has to do with a lot of things that we talk about in the news while we have the adventure. Okay. Yeah, there's a... I know, it sounded complicated, didn't it? No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. A lot of punching, there's a lot of punching. A lot, lot of punching. And uh, I guess the... Um, so, another thing would be, um, you know, we were talking about Russell Gould and the Joker and everything mm. like that. Do you ever, um, do you ever, like, you've done most of your work in D.C., I guess, in People the... People think that, and it's probably true to a great... I mean, you have to do most of your work somewhere, if, even if it's one more page. Mm -hmm. But if you think about what I did at Marvel, uh, I saved the X-Men. Yes, you did. I, I was going have, to bring that up. I would have to say that that's pretty significant. I brought a, lo a lot of new you, life uh, to the Avengers. Yeah, you, uh, I got involved you, you created in the, one of my all-time favorite characters, which, which is, is Havoc. Havoc, yeah. <laughs> then there's Sauron. Uh-huh. Uh, then there's uh, uh, the Avengers who got involved in what's called the Kree Scroll War, which yeah. got cut short, right. unfortunately, which may have to do with the new series that, of movies that Marvel is going to going to be doing. Mm -hmm. So if you count that the the work as influencing even films, how much did Saving the X Men uh, 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 have to do with filmmaking? How right. much did the work I did on the Avengers lead to things in the Avengers in the movies and lead up to the Kree Scroll War, possibly. Mm -hmm. How does it feel? I would say like, pretty significant. Yeah. How did? Oh, absolutely. How does it feel when you see like, um, like you know, for for instance, you see a lot of like, um, you know, see your influence in other artists or in the, the media, the, all the rest of the media. Yeah, the product. I mean, the the media. Stuff, half the time when you watch the cartoons, you see all the stuff fully in there. I mean, mm -hmm. you got Man Bat, you got all these, all this other stuff. Oh, that was that was constantly. the very first episode of the Batman animated series right. featured Man Bat. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you think the movie makers would catch on and do perhaps Man Bat in a movie? Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. You know, why don't they read the comic books? Mm -hmm. uh, the best thing that they've done over at uh, DC uh, uh, is, uh, is uh, Wonder Woman, from my point of view. There was a couple of good Batman movies. Right. I would not say uh, much beyond that. I don't think, <laughs> uh, in all honesty, the Justice League was a mishmash of right. things. And, and, you know, you like to see it and you like to go and you like them to make money because they're your, you know, the company that you read the comic books of. But... I mean, the outfit that Batman wore in the in the movie looked like uh, Frank Miller's uh, 80-year-old Batman outfit. Yeah, which was ridiculous. They kept on shooting Superman as a down shot, so he looked like 5'6". Mm -hmm. You know, Wonder Woman hardly had any acting to do in the Justice League movie. Uh, Aquaman was a grumpy fart. Really? <laughs> yes, no, he was. Wasn't he grumpy? <laughs> yeah, I, I could understand if he was Namor. You know, I, I'm bu I'd buy him as Namor, but really Aquaman, you know? Yeah. Then you have uh, the only good uh, character that they uh, that was fun was the Flash. Right. He was he stood out because everything was like off. Right. Yeah. He actually did. I, I say this. I say this to audience where, where audience where I talk to kids, not kids. I talk to fans. I don't mean to say kids because I don't want to ruin the kids. But I do talk to fans, and I and I say in a in an in an auditorium, and I say just so I can I check the armed guards at the door. And I say, look, guys, in all honesty, don't you go to a DC movie and you sit in your chair and you say, well, at least at the end of the week, I'll be able to go to a good Marvel movie. 
if this turns out to be a dud. Oh my gosh, that anyway, is anyway. Uh, that is funny. Well, Mr. Adams, Neil, thank you so much for your time today. If if it's possible, could you uh, do a little promo? Um, you just guys. introduce yourself. To say a little Why bit of. You introduce me. No, that's your job. Well, it's myself. it's no, the. Okay. Well, thank. Well, thank you so much. Thank you very much.